welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and discuss a movie musical from 1961 that is definitely considered a classic, West Side Story. Starring Natalie Wood, Richard Bamer, Russ Tamlin, Rita Moreno, George Shakiris. The film was actually nominated for 11 Academy Awards and it won 10. Uh, including Best Picture, wow. uh, directed by Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins. It is arguably one of the most famous modern takes on Romeo and Juliet. And so we're going to discuss plot and direction, characters and acting, cinematography, sound and music. But first, we must introduce ourselves and then decide on the voting symbol that we're going to use uh -oh. to rate this movie at the end of our recap. So. Uh, for those that are new to The Right Perspective, we always pick a voting symbol that is tailored to the content we are reviewing. And so, bro, kick us off for the introductions. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright, and I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright, I'm the middle. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright, and I am the youngest. Y'all, what did y'all think of for voting symbols? <laughs> a crack rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are... <laughs> Why do we keep coming back to crack? First of all, this movie has nothing to do it with has crack. It has no crack. crack. Oh, oh, I got it. I, I Dancing have a shoes. Dancing shoes is a good one. That's a good one. On behalf no, what other what other gangsters listen, do you listen, know that know how to do listen, a point toe? Listen, here's, 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 here's the point. So great. Here's why I can't Arguably, be dancing that's shoes. what was wrong with New Jack City. There was no Here, point toe. Here's why I can't be dancing shoes. The movie wow. is not about dancing. It's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. I well, would I, say, <sighs> go ahead, Janai. I have three options that I've come up with. And uh, I usually have really top-notch options. Brace yourself for the deny <laughs> options. I thought we could do snaps. Snaps? They did so much snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought we could do turf, you know? Because the whole thing is about turf. That's all the gangs want is turf. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Because we're clearly not picking turf, but I want you to put the symbol up on the screen. That <laughs> would have been turf. It's a, I it's don't a, even know what that would look it's like. It's a little bit of concrete. <laughs> it's a block of concrete. Well, let's hear the. Let's hear the. Theory. And then the last one is playgrounds. Okay, Listen. I I didn't have a great I, okay. one, but it's better than all of yours. <laughs> so, I was thinking. Um, we could do a dagger um, because it was uh, you mean a the, pocket knife. Yeah, pocket knife. Dagger is a little, you know. Yeah, it's a switchblade. Oh yeah, switchblade, switchblade. Okay, okay. Because I was thinking these are the two I was thinking about mm. because a switchblade is what set off the killing you know because mm -hmm. um that's, that's when right. uh uh what's his name the the main one i cannot believe <laughs> riff. His name. riff bernardo riff good gracious um i was wanting to say Rick. Gideon? yeah yeah Gideon, right yeah. but uh but yeah he him getting killed 
you know, that was what really set off the tragedy. But the real tragedy was Tony getting killed. So that was with a gun. So I was thinking either a switchblade or a bullet. Mm, I, I feel like we got to kind of go with, with switchblade. Yeah, and, and I think it's appropriate because Andy Romeo and Juliet, they, um, I think that's how the suicide happened, right? Was yep. If, if I'm not mistaken, stabbed I don't themselves. Know. But um, anyway, mm. so that what that but that was what really began the tragedy. So, okay, I think that's right. I think that's okay. right because that's how the blood got on Tony's hands with the switchblade. Exactly. That's exactly. Good. Okay, so at I the end of our discussion, that. we are going to decide whether. This movie is a classic from the right perspective. It can only be deemed a classic if it receives three switchblades. Switch so we must yes. all give it a switchblade. So let's get in. So I'll start out with, as usual, a recap. And can I tell you, I've not decided yet. So, uh, yeah. This oh, is a, really? This is first, I, think. This is, I think this is the first one. Where <sighs> not one of. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah like I'm, where I'm struggling. Waiting, I'm waiting for the conversation to unfold. Okay, okay, it's funny you should say that, bro, because mine has switched multiple times. <laughs> I have something in mind now, but mine has switched over the last couple of days. Like I've been flip flopping. And are you going to do a synopsis on this one? Yeah, yep, I got it. Okay, okay here we go. Well, well, it could be. Is it short? It is. Yeah, because because if you don't know. I, but you know what? That is the whole point. We're attracted to people who may have not seen what's that story. So that's why we do the recaps at right. the top. Exactly. And, and that's why they're full of spoilers. Uh, so. Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. Literally probably right, what we should have called our podcast. <laughs> I like that. That's a good name. You late, but that's a good name. <laughs> 25 episodes in. So. <laughs> The film is set in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and the story focuses on the experiences of two gangs. One gang, the Jets, are composed of white people, and the other gang, the Sharks, are composed of Puerto Rican people. Everybody is poor, and the gangs uh, are, are in the in the gangs. You know, at the root of the gang tension is turf. Frankly, the Jets feel that they own those streets, and that the Puerto Ricans are infringing upon their ownership. Now, from what we can see in terms of the way the movie worked out, ownership of a street is basically the ability to intimidate children, other children in the neighborhood. The movie doesn't seem to demonstrate any other practical value to owning the turf for the white gang, but they really want that turf. And so for the Puerto Rican gang, <laughs> there's a bit more of a practical they meaning. For them streets. Oh, they want those streets. <laughs> and all they did was like take basketballs from children, give them a mean stare, and, they, and, and they then give, it, give back. it back. It's like, like <laughs> if I had turf, I'd do something better with it. I think they don't even know what to do with Listen, turf. Listen, you're dismissing and the hey, times that they hung out in Coca Cola and hung out at the candy store. Yeah, right, exactly. Inexplicably <laughs> open all night long in 1961. <laughs> We, they, they, they would always close around. the door. Yes, they would close the door all the time as if the window wasn't still open. Right. I, just, I was like, <sighs> okay. 
So, okay. so for the for the Puerto Rican gang, there is a bit more of a practical meaning in the turf because they can't freely access certain communal areas in the neighborhood, like the playground and the soda shop. And so they at least have a little something they're fighting for, access to communal areas. But if you step away from the practical pieces, the fight for turf, of course, has a much bigger meaning. It's about finding a way to create space for people uh, uh, and power for people that are, are pretty powerless in the bigger scheme of things. You know, and so it's about, uh, you know, it's about family, finding family in the gangs, community, friendship, protection, um, I would say identity, you know, so there are all of these other reasons that are a little less tangible, um, but are still reasons why, just in terms of what they're, what they're getting out of the gang culture. So things were already coming to a head between the gangs when the sister, of one of the shark members, Maria, fell in love with one of the founders of the Jets, Tony. And their relationship gets swept into the gang mayhem and it's really too bad because neither of them is actively involved in the gang life. Maria has only been in the US for a short while and Tony had pretty much retired from the gang life. And in fact, he was only <laughs> he was in touch with streets, the gang. Yeah. He was out the streets. And the, the only streets, reason yeah. he was even in touch with the gang was because the co-founder of the gang, Riff, was really like a brother to him. Riff, so Riff lived in his home for the last four and a half years, you know? So that's the only reason he even had any connection because he was out. He had a job at the soda shop, cleaning up, stocking the shelves, handing out Living the soda. The That's right. But as the movie ultimately teaches us, everything exists in the context. And so even though they, Maria and Tony weren't in the gang culture directly, their love was born in the context of gang life and race tensions. And those tensions would ultimately be the end of their love. You know, so the mm. gangs uh, end up uh, scheduling a deciding rumble. And this was going to be the rumble that was going to determine who gets the turf. And, <laughs> and Tony had <laughs> intervened and, and he had talked them down from like a ginormous rumble into a clean fight, meaning just fisticuffs uh, between their two top notch fighters. And so it was supposed to be a clean fight, only two people fighting. And, you know, eventually, of course, it turned into a knife fight. And Bernardo, Maria's brother and the head of the Sharks, ended up killing Riff, Tony's best friend, brother from another mother. Tony, in the passion of the moment, in despair and anger, he kills then Bernardo, the, Maria's brother, the brother of the love of his life. And then later on, Chino, a person who was the friend of Bernard, Bernardo, a member of the Sharks, and actually someone that was a semi-love interest for Maria, he <laughs> ends up then shooting Tony. Now Tony did, Bernardo did, Riff did, and Maria's sitting on the ground next to a dead body of her lover uh, crying. And the movie actually ends with both gangs 
carrying Tony's dead body away uh, with the police and then Chino getting arrested. And that's how it ends. So that's the summary. I mean, I- Listen, when you summarize it, I go, did did I watch this movie? (laughs) I feel like that's it. It's like, dang, that's really it. That's it. (laughs) But you know, I feel like that's a good segue into the plot and direction because there really wasn't much to the story. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, and, and this is a musical, and yep. and often musicals are not about complex plots because it's well, an event. I feel some have a little bit more depth. I say usually, okay, but usually I'll take I mean, it usually, you know there there are there there are musicals that get into some you know deep stuff like Thriller on the Roof, uh, even My Fair Lady. Um, you know, but even, even the if roof. the content isn't deep, I mean depth of story. I don't mean like deep in the terms of like grappling with important issues of humanity. I mean, because this one touched like sco- on race. Like, sc- like scope. Like, yeah, like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like sound char- of mu- character like sound development. Of music. Mm-hmm. I would say Seven Brides for Seven Brothers was one that had a simple, you know, storyline. Story. But they went deeper. I feel like that's one where they really developed the characters, you know, we had relationship, we got a ton of backstory. I don't know. It just, this one just seems so simple. I don't know. But what did y'all think? What did y'all think of of the plot, the story, the direction of, of the of the movie. Well, can we start off by saying, asking the question, how did you feel watching it in 2020? Mm, yep. Well, we I mean, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying th- this. Um, yes. Well, what I will say to, uh, is that a lot of people, there's been a lot of stuff happening and um, a lot of, you know, actors, you know, you find this out or that out, singers or whatever. And there's always a lot of conversations about, can you separate the uh, art from the artist? And um, honestly, where I where I fall on it, where I've always fall, fallen on it is, I don't force myself either way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not gonna endorse somebody or whatever, but like, if there's a song I like or a TV show I like and I watch it and I still like it, then I still like it. And yep. if I don't, then I don't. And that's just how I sure. how I feel. Yeah. Um, but this was the first, this was interesting because I feel like it was unique in my experience in that this was the first time I felt tugged kind of both ways. Um, and it, it was mm-hmm. an interesting experience because I've seen West Side Story We've seen West Side Story. Oh, our mom loves this movie. I mean, so we watched it so many times growing up. Veronica. Yeah, and we've seen it so many many times. times. And I didn't realize this must have been a long time since I've seen it. Because when I was watching it, first of all, there were plot elements that I forgot. Yeah. And the other thing was, is that um, there were uh, were plot elements that, that, that I forgot. And 
I was expecting to enjoy it fully the same way I did as a child or whatever, but just watching everything. Um, so to answer both of your questions, it was, it was a situation and to, uh, uh, in the sense of, I did feel that conflict and I'm sure we're going to hash that out. And I did, but um, at the same time, I felt like the characters, I'll be interested to discuss because I felt like the characters were pretty, pretty well, I was attached to the characters. Mm, I'm not okay. going to say they were fleshed out, yeah. but I was attached to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What did you yeah. think, sis? Um, I was, <laughs> I will tell you, because I was texting my siblings as I was watching this, and I, <laughs> I just don't think I it ever registered to me in the eight million and seven times that I've watched West Side Story that this movie, this musical, was two days. I was like, this is this is a two day story. Yeah. I said, how is this so tragic in these? It wasn't even a week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's what I'm saying because, like, because you know, because when we're talking about it, yes, it is very simple, just like Janai said. But Brittany, I feel the same way. Like I I, I feel like wow. you feel you feel I feel I felt very invested. And it, and it was, and I think maybe. It's because of me, it's a musical, and on some level, I just go along for the ride. Yeah. But but I'm gonna tell you, the way that they do certain elements, I felt like just hit it so hard that yeah. okay, for, for example, in the scene when they first and and I told you when we talked about what's that story last uh, week last podcast that this was my favorite scene when Tony first meets. Maria, and they're at the in dance. the gym. And first of all, that whole dance sequence where they're coming out at her, <laughs> at, at her desk, I just love the whole sequence. Yeah. But when they saw each other, the way everything it, fades to the background and blurs back. out, it blurs out. The music blurs out, and there's still dancers in the frame, but the focus is just on Tony. And Maria, and yes, you you look you in real life. You're like love at first sight is ridiculous. That doesn't <laughs> happen, but in this movie, I believed it because they just like, yo the way they looked at each other was like. And you know, maybe it's just where I am in life, but <laughs> I was like, not even a conversation. And what y'all need to know, listeners, is that I watch on a very regular basis. Oh gosh, Lifetime movies. I just Year need round. people to know how low my bar is because Year I don't need a whole lot to get the buy-in. I'm very easy right. on the love buy-in. Right. I mean, right. I, I pursue it actively. Right, I, right, right. I you're, turn on the now, movie and I decide not, I'm in love with the characters before anything pro, has even started. You're, you're pro, oh, you're I'm pro movie love. Oh, I'm excellent at it. But when they saw each other and everything went blurry, I was like, really? Really? I was. <laughs> I could, so you, that seems definitely mm -mm. like an Aubrey Arnold moment. No, because I thought. More than anybody. I thought. 
have, even if it's like a very brief conversation, I don't even need like a whole bunch of conversation, but you have to at least talk, talk a little bit, have one quick thing in common. Let the man say a funny joke. And it's like, oh, he's so funny. He's my husband, something. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Listen, she just I, met a girl named Maria. But they just looked at each other. They hadn't even talked. Jirai, I mean, you got to get listen, just a tablespoon. Listen, I don't even listen, need a cup. Listen, just give me a I tablespoon think, of personality. I think I, I watch musicals. The bar was a little different in the 60s. Uh, I think I watch musicals a little differently. Uh, because I'm saying that, first of all, <laughs> we're watching gangsters walk through the street dancing. <laughs> Aubrey. And not... Not How gangster dancing. I saw guest dick gangsters dancing. Not gangster morning. dancing. I'm talking about <laughs> they do in at New the York end okay, of the, on the subway. At the end of the, op- <laughs> but, at the end of the opening sequence, like when they first get started out, they hit you with one of these. <laughs> Watch. Like, they hit you with one of- <laughs> with, the, with the leg up and everything. Yeah. So Same I'm thing. saying my disbelief is already. Stretched at yeah. that oh, point, these like are some hardcore turf war people. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, they are snapping hard, hard without a poverty. You need a poverty. Yeah, <laughs> Listen. I don't and, think that's a move, sis. I think you're making I'm just, up. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, so I don't what, think that's anything. Um, I'm, I'm just say, saying, so when they bring you, when they bring you, it's look. It's a, is it poverty? Is it poverty? Oh, I'm putting you both on top. Y'all, this so is listen. not a joke because this is what me and me even... do all the time. It's not. It's it not. Is. It is. <laughs> I, I'm just the for point. Those the point I'm, for those the point I'm trying in, to make tonight, I am is wagging that... my finger at Brittany to teach her valuable lesson, and she's reading... giving me a thumbs up to try to veto my finger wag. And this is an ongoing exchange. I I want to make sure all the listeners had the full experience. And I think that's one of those inside jokes that the best thing about it is when it's inside. Is that it is. It It is inside. But okay, so 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 this is what I'm trying to say. I just didn't I was I was watching love when y'all did. um, I, I was watching this thing that was talking about how. I was watching something about Star Wars and you know, the Mandalorian is out, which is fantastic. But there, um, the, the guy was giving a critique on Star Wars and stuff like that. And they were talking about how in the beginning of a story, they stretch your expectations to a certain point. And as long as your expectations, as long as they don't go without, once they set the rules, as long as they don't go outside those rules, you stay immersed in a movie. Mm. And I'm just saying a movie that starts out with <laughs> ballet dancing gangsters, I'm already stretched to the limit. You're, so you're it's kind of like whatever is happening, you're I'm okay you. with it. Oh man, I don't you're know. Yeah, I think that's where it went awry for me because the whole time I'm like, what? Y'all haven't even talked. 
and she's like so like adamant about I was anyway I I just needed a little bit more and like, can, 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 will... can we also talk about love for a second have we we've all experienced love that makes no sense it's true we've all experienced that we've all experienced I feel I feel like we're making general terms well I think I think in general we can agree that love is not logical I was about to say it is I've not, not experienced I've not experienced illogical love yet but but it isn't logical it I believe logical. it is there listen I, I, I'm, and I'm speaking there, romantically I'm not thinking about family I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah, I'm, ta well, I'm talking about romantic yeah. love because okay. I'm talking about romantic love oh, because yeah. there's 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 romantic love that like you can fall in love with somebody based on who they are as a person and what they've done and what you've been through and you build this strong relationship. Excuse me. But there's other times that you love somebody and there is no excuse me, there's no reason why. Like, like you, 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 you're not, and you can even, if you're strong enough, logically extricate yourself from the situation. Yes. You can even make the decision that, look, <laughs> I don't care how I feel. I'm not dealing with this person anymore. Yeah. But when you see them, that electricity is just there. It's, it's just, there. it's like, it's just you even get mad you. sometimes, like oh, like and but you it's know just what there. Else? And there's another. And as you're talking, that sounds like a good time. Yep. As you're talking, bro. You know what? It, <laughs> what you're making me think about is the law of attraction, and um, that that you know it says that everything you need is available to you in the universe, but you have to be looking for it and you have to expect it, or you're not going to find it. You know, and the example I always use is like when I first got my first car, which was a Honda Accord, y'all, I thought I was doing something. Then after I had my car, I realized that every other car on the highway was a Honda Accord, but it wasn't until I was looking for Honda Accords that they were so, that they were available to me in such a It's called the reticular activator. And I'm so, and what mm. we learned before they met we know that both of them were in expectation. You just, we took, learned, you just took, the, you took the words out of my mouth. We learned that Tony, I mean, he, he was already saying, something's coming around. The, what was it? Something up, no, something was, down. Like, I don't he was know. Like, he was like, I wake up and I'm reaching out. Coming yeah. For what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't I'm just know. in and in best friend and perfect best friend fashion. Riff uses that against him. <laughs> Riff says, He's like, it might be at the dance tonight. Exactly. <laughs> it might be at the oh. dance tonight. You should come. Just, just playing, just playing on his emotions. And look, and Tony was, is so was, Tony is so immersed. That he's like, it might be at the dance tonight. Yeah, I mean, even whatever you're doing, it actually might be at the dance tonight. He was and, so in, and the other thing is, think about, think about when delusional when Maria was Maria. talking about Chino. She was because Maria was seeing Chino, which was one of her brothers, a suitor, a suitor. Uh, friends. He was a suitor, and she said, "I don't feel anything when I see Chino." You know, like I, I don't feel anything. Yep. And I'm just saying. And she also said, this dance tonight is my first act as an American woman. 
She said, I'm an American woman now once I go to this thing. And this is the beginning That's of right. my life as an American That's woman. Right. So they both walked in expecting something Pride. magical to happen. They're, they're both so, They was manifesting. But I, I wanted and, to illustrate for you all how I just talked myself into a believing that love story. That's what I do. But normally I can do it like that. But in the, when I was well, watching well, 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 it, I was like, can, really? Can I just say one, one more talk? thing about that? Yeah. I just want to say one more thing about that. Because to me, everything we're talking about, law of attraction, this amazing feeling of inexplicable love, all this stuff. Yes. I feel like movies push us to the extreme. That's why we like watching superheroes and mm. you know, things that we're going to the movies. Yeah. And I feel like that was just an explanation, yep. an example of a one in a trillion extreme example of just this cosmic connection. And I feel like they did a great job in terms of showing, because that whole, they did a good job of acting it. Mm -hmm. And they did because they looked in love. They, 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 they I mean, were, they clearly, yep. The whole world fell away to your point. The whole world felt like everything got the blurry. volume turned down. <laughs> and it's you know, so, it's so crazy just to, when you're in this mode and that's for whatever it is that you believe in something so strongly that it does not matter what anyone says. Like, yeah. I want to get to that about everything. Like, I believe in what I'm believing so strongly yeah. that even if I'm telling you a boy like that, I'm getting someone singing to me, a boy like that will kill your brother. Like, oh, I, I, I love him. But I love him. Like, yeah. he was so, it, it's such an intense, like, feeling that they have. Something I will say about the movie um, to switch directions a little bit is that they were talking about low-income people and how oftentimes low-income people, what did they have to fight over? The street, the basketball court, the candy store, like things that they just, none of it that they own. Um, and so I was looking at it from that perspective as well, but then everyone almost maybe like a ro a romanticization like because everyone was talking about how they're immigrants or descendants of immigrants and them coming to being in this neighborhood and just kind of seeing them fight for the American dream or the American way or whatever it is that they're believing is American mm -hmm. and so even in that this this belief system that you're having like this is something i want this is something i need like that just kind of being through the movie a little bit so much so that i'm ready to fight for it mm -hmm. i'm ready to fight for <laughs> i'm ready to do a plie for this <laughs> for this well, street it's so true it's so true well, and i I want to talk about the plies for a moment, if I may. And what, what was that other move you made up, sis? Pavarek. I couldn't. I don't Google think that's it. Google um, is not aware of that word. And I think I think there's something think, called a potabere. I'm not. I. But I don't even know how to. There spell we go. That. That's we go. like I haven't taken. I took ballet in like second and third grade. <laughs> it didn't. It, it didn't take. It didn't take. Wasn't a good fit. 
But you were cute um, in that VHS though. <laughs> you were so Don't cute. talk about the VHS. Um, and you have the same hair I, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I have on my tutu. But um, <laughs> I like a musical number that moves the story along a little bit. And I found that a lot of these musical numbers were just emphasizing information that we already had. And I, and so anyway, I just like the song to offer more, offer a little more, give us a little bit more insight. Uh, so for me, there was something about this. Okay, so you do you know how when you're watching Fantasia, it's not like a coherent, it's like a bunch of different experiences. Yeah. That's how I felt about this. I felt like when I kind of like managed my expectations to just celebrate it for what it was, it was kind of like, I had to say to myself, okay, we're having a long dance scene right now in a garage and we're just saying, bam, <laughs> ha, <pull> it. <laughs> and I was like, uh, but I'm not gonna lie. There were some songs I pressed fast forward through. I was like, I get the gist. Uh, yeah. I, so, but but <laughs> when seconds, I when I did seconds, that, when seconds. I kind of managed my expectations, <laughs> I was able to really celebrate that choreography because well, it was yeah. very good. Ja James Robbins. It was that's so, his name, right? James Robbins. I phenomenal. I, it was so athletic, and it was so interesting. And there were parts of it that were like smooth, and parts of it that were like like staccato. It was just like, it was, it, 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 they did such a good job, I think, with the choreography and pairing it with the music in the moment. I just think that um, in terms of the music and the, the, the big dance numbers, they didn't always move the story along. Sometimes they did, but they often did. Well, 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 definitely, I, like you said, this is on, this is more on the simpler side, but Yep. I do, but I do think that, <clears throat> like, for example, if we're talking about character development, like in the in the beginning, and through, like, I feel like they did a good job of setting up. Okay, this is one gang. This is another gang. They're rivals. They're obviously, you know, this is strictly race based. I also felt like the concept. And we're joking about the street, you know, but I felt like the concept um, is just about like people wanting their own. Yeah, and absolutely. You, you have these people who just want their own and for whatever reason or for no reason, because this is, which is the reality is that the reasons that they get in each other's way are just reasons they made up. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it doesn't make it any less of an obstacle in your way in terms of these two gangs. Sure. Now, but they're also dealing with um, socioeconomic uh, questions. And I think that some of the songs, like for example, I like to be in America, right? So, which is the big, the first big dance number with the Puerto Rican side of the uh, the the Puerto Rican side of this, this movie. And first of all, I love the song, uh, but I like. But the thing is, is it's nuanced, yeah. Because because they're making 
basically they're making the different sides of an argument of somebody who will immigrate to America. It's like, you know, well, here I have certain things that I may not have had there. But at the same time, there's this, I came here for this American dream and it seems like it's so much less accessible than it was sold to me mm-hmm. to be. Yep. And so I'm saying in that sense, you. in that sense, it, it I felt like the song is problematic in, in areas, but I feel like that was the, the it, point. They, that, absolutely. It was it was an attempt clearly at at showing the promise and then the failure of the country to make good on the promise. That's clearly that's clearly what they were what they were trying to do there. And I, I did appreciate that. I did appreciate that. You know, and there were other parts of the movie where I felt like they were trying to lean into some of the harder issues. You know, so I I I could I could it, so there was a character which let's let's you know what let's get into it. Let's yeah, get into there that. There was a there was a character, well actually just right before that, before we start talking about all of that problematic stuff, there was a character, Doc who was the guy who owned the soda shop that clearly was on the turf of the jets because <laughs> they determined his operating hours clearly. Um, <laughs> which are 25 hours just, a day. <laughs> Doc would just be upstairs and come downstairs. Yeah. Like, can I, I can also say there was like not one parent in this whole movie. I don't know <laughs> Where, well, None. But, which, well, bro, this, that's what I was talking about earlier when I'm talking about these low income devastated situations that's the officer corrupt key song like <laughs> but go ahead sis. like i know we're about to get into that but yeah like, well that's actually what i was going to talk about because it's like it's like the character of doc he was repeatedly naming how dumb gang war is he just like he was they they had him there as the person that would just say why do you all keep doing this why he was he was naming the insanity and the futility of it all. He was the character that was naming that the goal would not be accomplished. Um, and so I appreciated that, that he was there offering that critical analysis and, and, and challenging people to respond to him. Not that they did, but he was challenging them to respond. Mm-hmm. And then to Brittany's point about the, the Officer Korupke song, there was the Jets. They were talking about the complexity of um, doing the best that they can, but no matter, no matter what, people kind of projecting a story onto them. We're in the streets protecting our turf and people have decided that because of that, we are absolutely from broken homes. We're absolutely some kind of, you know, that we are problematic and that we have some kind of social disease, I think was the language they were using yeah. because they had made the choice. Um, instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt that it truly was, the best that they can make of them, their circumstances to be a part of that organization. So they were, they were, they were definitely getting at some of the complex conversations, you know. And see that Officer Krupke song is a perfect example of a song that moved the story along. Mm-hmm. That was a song that offered additional insight. You know, we got to meet the characters a little bit more. We got to understand their backgrounds, why they were in the gang, um, that they understood how people perceive them. But then there were so many more songs in the in the movie. I thought that were just dance. Like what? 
Well, I think of the one, the, the, the one in the garage is a good example. Um, yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. Janiyah, you haven't had a hard day and someone to tell you to, to play it cool. <laughs> You know what? I was in a meeting. Well, guess what? Probably you don't have one from now on. <laughs> I was in a meeting today, and I was like, anytime, anytime y'all call me upset from now on, be like, <laughs> you just you never needed someone to do that for you. <laughs> the next uh, time, that, the that, next time my coworkers are getting on my nerves, I'm gonna be like, pow, and then. <laughs> And see Please. if anybody can calm Ooh, me down. Boy. Yeah. So anyway, but bro, you were transitioning us to start to talk about the characters, uh, to talk about the actors, and you know these other pieces that that are just yeah. Because because I don't even know the the well, appropriate you know because I because I, I was thinking about like should we talk about that separate or whatever? But honestly, I, I was can't. I, I was experiencing it, like I said, during the movie. Yep. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you that, you know, maybe it's because right now, because watching on a television back in, you know, the eighties and early nineties is certainly different than watching it on a television right now. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think maybe because the, uh, well, what we're about to talk about is, Obviously, this movie was about a white gang versus a Puerto Rican gang. And the movie is supposed to be a social commentary on how racism is silly. Basically, that both of these groups are in the same circumstance and they're fighting for no reason and they don't even realize it. And it's it's shown the futility and that only that leads to death, you know. Exactly. Um, so nobody wins. But so that's what the movie is teaching you. But the vehicle itself is kind of racist. It's so it's, it's, it's oh, I, look, I'm trying to be so, take look, out look, those two words. Look, look, okay, take out I'm, those two words. Look, 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 I, I just said, <laughs> look, because if you haven't seen the movie, one thing that if and I would say. Either way, however we decide this is a classic or not, I would say it would be interesting for you to watch it. If if you have any interest in musicals or even watching a piece of history, but um, what we're talking about- It is about, ranked as one of the, to the extent that you want to you know, go with the rankings from like the American right. Film Institute, it is ranked as one of the, the best movies of all time. Right. So worth because watching the, for that reason. It was different. Because the movie itself, the idea that it's, it's a positive message that it's talking about, but the on the Puerto Rican side of these gigs, many of these actors are not Puerto Rican, and so they literally brown faced these 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 white actors to play the the Puerto Ricans. And the thing is, is that it's not even like good makeup, y'all. It's I mean, it is, and like I said, I think it's more blatant now because we're watching on you know high def tvs and stuff yeah like that. yeah so it's even worse now because like now you can see like yo that is crazy like who said that was okay because and, and it makes you start to wonder um 
And I, I, so I was struggling with this. So when a lot of what we have been noticing is we go back and look at, um, you know, a lot of the things, the, the content that we tre treasured when we were younger is that right. people of color are not represented at all. Mm -hmm. And so this made, movie made me start to think, what is worse? No representation or this kind of like, this kind of like appropriation of story and a misrepresentation, you know, do you get credit for the attempt or does it just like, is it a greater violation or are they equivalent? You know, which one is worse? I, I think it's all worse. It's like, but I, but I, the part of it, I think would be the worst is someone else telling your story mm. and it's not from your perspective. Ugh. It is from their perspective of your perspective. Mm -hmm. So you have a third party telling a first, a first view perspective. And I think what makes it even more challenging for me is that when I know that there are parts in like the, I want to be an American song. So first you have people faking this accent horribly. Ah. And then you have the main character, Maria is played by a white woman. And then you also have in that song, I want to be an American, like talking about the population growing and just really making Puerto Rico just seem like this terrible place that no one should ever want to go back to. And to know that those songs were written by white men that for me made the made the musical go this is where the conflict came for me but do you, but do you I feel felt, do you i feel... felt the well i would say i felt the nostalgia like okay this is oh this dancing oh, but, but, but in that, and in i that loved same, it but then it was like this but is in so same, awful <laughs> in that same song though let me ask you this because in the same song you have uh what's the name Bernardo. Bernardo. I was about to say Bernardo. Bernardo, he's arguing the other side of it, though. He isn't. He isn't because 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 the, the the girls are arguing. They're saying what we had in Puerto Rico was bad, okay. and what the guys are saying is America hasn't kept its promise. No one is saying anything was good in Puerto Rico. The girls like, have, there's so many lines in the song where they're talking about the bad parts of with their, their experience in Puerto Rico. There's no, no one is championing Puerto Rico. It's all just a, just it's, a negative view. And it's like, how, how can you, how can you, can you do that without placing this as now this mindset now setting that because we know culture uh, and the arts are influential. Yep. So if I have no experience with Puerto Rico, all I know now is that it's hot. The people's having too many cheering. Uh, just all these different things that are seeming just really terrible about this beautiful place that is rich with culture. And, and it's just like how that is literally. Just the, for, for I was just gonna say the the film lyrics I want to just name to be clear for folks are different from the Broadway lyrics because the there was a Broadway show first and then there was the film so the Broadway show was 1957 
and in the um, the film was 1961. And so in the Broadway lyrics, there was something at the very top of the song was Puerto Rico, you're a lovely island. I'm reading it now. Island of tropical breezes, always the pineapples growing, always the coffee blossoms blowing. And so they made the choice to take Ooh. out the, oh. the, the thing, the parts. Um, there's a there's a part oh, in the Janelle, Broadway. Why did you tell me that? Oh. There's a part in the Broadway song. It makes it so much worse. I know, I know. There's a part in the Broadway song where one of the characters says, "I like the city of San Juan," you know. And um, but and now they do say that in the movie version. They did and keep the, that. The comeback is, <laughs> I know. A boat I know you a can boat get you on. Can yeah. get on. Which the other part of it is, planes are clearly a thing by the 60s 1960s the fact that we're even saying like i know a boat it's that disparaging you can get on. it's disparaging it's like, and it's and i mean they made the choice language. to take like, off come on the broadway lyrics started with puerto rico you lovely island island of tropical breezes always the pineapples growing always the coffee bottoms blossoms they took that out and then the beginning of the film lyrics puerto rico my heart's devotion let it sink back in the ocean Always the hurricanes blowing, always the population growing and the money owing and the sunlight streaming and the natives steaming. And and we and if we want to get deep into that, let's discuss America, how you've ravaged this island and done things to it. Maybe why they do owe money. Let let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Listen, let me ask you this. Okay, like I was um, one of my favorite shows, Star Trek, and mm-hmm. Star Trek had the first interracial kiss on television, and it was a really, I guess, huge deal sure. at the time. And uh, now something we will look at, like whatever. It's a Tuesday. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> when you Star Trek. And I feel bad. I feel like I, let me just say what I'm saying. Say okay, well. so let, let me let me just say what I'm saying. Feel okay, free. Free. so um, Lieutenant Ahura is uh, a black woman on Star Trek, mm-hmm. the, the original Star Trek. And she does some things, you know, during the uh, show that feel like, man, that, you know, like there's times that, her race is really highlighted and everything like that. But when you're talking, when you're talking to the makers of the show and the stuff back then, they were talking about like, no, there's a black woman on the bridge of this starship, which you got to understand when we made this show, that's unheard of. Like that. Right. So, right. So, that was so, huge. So, so, so let me ask you this. Is it, it seems like with, human nature for change it's necessary in a lot of cases to go through these steps sure. so is that a nec- so is that just a necessary step that you got to go through because in a white supremacist land yes it, because it is. The, yeah it is it is because um you know it's like there is a there is a relinquishing of power that has to happen and so, 
you know, and that's why it goes back to this question of like, is it better to just be for there to be a void or for there to be a misrepresentation? You know, we talk about it all the time, how growing up, we never talked about, they would be talking about world history and in Africa, the entire continent would not exist in our world history classes until slavery happened. And then in the context of slave trades in various countries, you would then start to meet black people. Oh, don't forget so, about Egypt. Cause you know, Egypt is not in Africa. Segregated it and decided it was not. And so that, so, I mean, there is, there's, there's, there is something about erasure that is like being erased is awful, but the misrepresentation, I hate that it's a progress point, bro, but at least just acknowledging you're there. I mean, and I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So cause, maybe, cause, 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 maybe the you, erasing is worse. Cause can I tell you something? I, oh, that the, the beginning of that song always bothered me because mm -hmm. it felt like it didn't make sense because when she comes out and she's saying, you know, Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. my heart's devotion. It's like, she's saying it with this. She's love. mocking. No, no. The first lyric. Oh, you. what I'm saying is, is the second, cause she says Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion. And then she says, let us sink down back into the ocean. But what I'm saying is, is that part didn't feel like it matched the first part. And I always felt like maybe that is the point that they were trying to make, but what you just told me makes so much more sense. It doesn't go together because it's not, that's not how the song goes. And even but that line, I heard it as sarcasm. I heard her saying, oh, my heart's devotion. Like I, you know, it's the way that I say, oh, I love the Steelers because I'm from Pittsburgh, but I don't watch the Steelers, you know? And so exactly. I heard her saying it in that kind of way. Like I have to say it because I'm Puerto Rican, but it's the worst. I, so I, I, didn't, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear that. I hear what you're saying, bro. No, you're, you're, like, no you're right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. I, what I'm saying is, is now makes sense because like even, if even if she was going to say something sarcastic, that's not how you would phrase it. Like, you know, Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion. You would say something else. Right. So I'm saying even if we hear the lyrics as sarcastic mm -hmm. in the way she's saying it, what I'm saying is the lyrics themselves make more sense with what you just read. Yep. You know, because if you were trying to express this, uh, a sarcastic statement, it would just flow better so many different ways than starting off by saying, my heart's devotion. And can, 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 I I can, okay. mm -hmm. can I say one thing about that character? And this was Anita, Anita who's played by Janai, help me out. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. So again, progress. So mm -hmm. Progress that now, she was there. Now here's the crazy thing. Oh. Rita Moreno, would I, I looked this up on Google because I was curious. Because when you see her move, she is unmistakably Listen. Puerto Rican. Because I, I, I would just let you know, because at the end of that same dance number, that this song that we're talking about, they get into some dance. Oh, and, yeah, I'm a, and of course, Maria was downstairs in her room because... Who who um who played Maria? 
Natalie, Natalie Woods. Woods. That, that she was a classically oh trained dancer, but not in the way that she, I'll tell you what she wasn't trained in accents. I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. Well, point point I'm trying Get to make your is your accent together. Point I'm trying to make is is that when you see her, there, there's when you see people dance in their um culture. Mm-hmm. There's a certain thing that you can't duplicate. Absolutely. You know, and, and this is, is what it is. It's like it's, it's true. like um it's his training. Have, it's his training. Have you, have you ever seen those uh Lebanese dances at at uh weddings? The yes. Dobki yes. like that. Yes. Like even if I learned how to do it, it's not going to be It's not. The same right. No. As, when you, as, you know, you so, see like the Maori or the Samoan doing the haka? Come on. You Brittany, can you can Brittany, learn it, but you can't do it. Brittany, Mm-mm. that is such a that's an amazing example. That's a like, perfect cause, cause, example. Because like, because I'm gonna tell there. you, like you when you're watching it from somebody who that's part of who they are, mm-hmm. and people are so beautiful. I mean, like, but it'll oh, infect so you with an emotion watching yep. that. And yep. what I'm saying is so it made me look because I'm like. That's the real Puerto Rican. So I, I, I was just curious to look it up because it still looked like she had a brown face. But but guess what? They made her wear brown face so she wouldn't look bad again, or or so that the other actors who had to actually wear brown face wouldn't look bad against her. And her real her real so Latinx I, complexion. So so oh. now so now I'm. Conflicted again. It's like okay, we have somebody who's actually up from Puerto in Rico movie, in this movie from Puerto Rico, but they make it a real brown face. And you know, so you can make me look more like who I am. No, it's your version of no, who no, no. I am. So, so you can make me trying... look no, no, no. So you can make me look it's both. more like you mm-hmm. looking like me. It's both. So I can. So you can make me look like. You looking like what? me, but it's you're, also you're both. Watching. It's look how I how I expect you to look. Like and you know yeah, what? There's a nugget. But, oh. Go ahead, sis. Oh no, I was just going to 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 circle back to just a point that you guys made earlier. Just the level of things that people of color have had to go through in this country to be in the arts for to to to. So I know in Rita Moreno's mind, she was like. This is not going to happen for the next Latino, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, whatever word they were using then to the next one, because I'm going to take this now. Mm-hmm. And then so this doesn't have to happen down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, because it, pro- it happens. Just, to the pro- I'm starting us down the right trajectory. Like, so I that, just, because, because with Janiah, um, there's another West Side story. That's recorded mm-hmm. now. Yep. And what I'm saying is, is I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. I can't wait till it comes out. I hope and it's not like Rita, corny, like it's High School Musical or something. I think I'm, I'm, I think they know. I think they are. They are really. Can I tell? Before we start to talk about the new one that's coming out, y'all. There's another nugget, and I, I just, I, I've been holding this back from y'all. Even like okay. we have we've been we have like because before the we record the podcast, y'all, we try not to do a ton too of research. Talking. Too much talking. And we try not to 
chat with each other about this, the content too much so that we can really right. talk. Y'all, I need you to get ready to take your festivities levels to the next level. And I, and I had this new information, I think, when I was watching it. Where, and, where is my, what is it, a dagger? What are we using? Y'all gonna need a switchblade. Where's my shank? Where's oh my switchblade? And you know what? This is probably why I couldn't even let them fall in love in my mind because I was so full of anger and frustration as I was watching it. So Listen. the movie itself was formed in two locations, partially on a soundstage in Hollywood but it was partially filmed in an area in New York that was originally called San Juan Hill. And San Juan Hill, right before the filming of this movie, so right, <laughs> right before the filming of this movie, San Juan, San Juan Hill had been a hotbed of African-American culture. It was a place that was full of Black people. It was an African-American neighborhood. And it was, a, it was a place where there was jazz. There, it was a place where, and, and I, I, I'm, I, I had pulled up the names now. Okay, listen, important jazz musicians performed and nurtured their work in San Juan Hill. Thelonian Monk, one of the most influential jazz pianists. Okay, James P. Johnson, who's the, he's a pianist and the creator of the Charleston craze that swept the country in the 1920s. So this just gives you a sense of what kind of culture existed there, okay? And a city developer, a city planner comes along named Robert Moses and using eminent domain and the definition of eminent domain and from investopedia.com, eminent domain is the power of the United States government, states and municipalities to take private property for public use following the payment of just compensation. So Robert Moses just decided that he wanted to repurpose that land for something else and wiped out that entire area. You're not ready for this number, 7,000 people were displaced and the vast majority being black, displaced. And so this movie was filmed on the actual rubble of that displacement, the actual rubble. They, they were dancing and snapping on these, the, the, the places where, where black people lived and thrived. Now, the neighborhood was not perfect. There were, there was gang violence. There were, you know, there were drugs, there were problems, but all communities have them, especially of a community of oppressed people in a country like this, but they use that. They use the gangs. They use that as their justification for just literally demolishing all of San Juan Hill. And so they're literally traipsing around on the rubble of, of, of that entire process. And what makes it worse y'all is that what exists now on that land is Lincoln Center. And this is like a, 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 a world known destination for arts and culture. So Listen, let me you, tell you something. Just Google, Google San Juan Hill, Manhattan, y'all. And you're gonna find so much information. It's gonna make you sick. Listen, it's gonna make you, you sick. Something. I, if karma is truly a bitch, this country, 
The things that have happened on this soil are ah. ridiculous. The, the amount of ridiculousness, like I just, I can't, and I think about it every day, <laughs> but I cannot, I can't fathom. Like I just, and just to hear that happening. And we know, cause this happened even in the city that we grew up in. We have a place now that is a parking lot that used to be a place where black and brown people live. They move them out so they can build a giant arena. And that current location is a giant ass parking lot. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. We erase people. And what do we do? We make a movie, a musical about two separate cultures. Wiped out the black people, painted white people and danced them over the rubble. That's what happened. This, yeah, I mean, this is what and happened. I, and, it, and I want to go, okay, they did this, they did. Mm -hmm. But then my mind goes, I can't let you get away with this. Exactly. Like I, you, I well, can't well, be okay it, with this. Like, like Even I said, though I was it, still sitting there feeling nostalgia, like, look at that thing. Well, mm -hmm. <laughs> so well, the, conflicting. The, what I was really... When, when we talk about like the movie coming out this year, it's like all of those things had to happen for this movie to come out. For 2020. And, 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 and it seems it seems they're gonna do right by it. I gotta and say. It's, and, and and you said Rita uh Moreno, right? That's right. Is, so it's a Steven, it's Steven Spielberg and he really, truly, they have done a great job of trying to right some of the wrongs. Everybody, every character that is Latinx is played by someone Latinx. Um, and also okay. he okay. has um, Rita Moreno um, is, is an executive producer, gets executive producer credit has been consult, you know, just playing the role to make sure it is authentic. And um, he has created a new role so that she could be in this one. And it's called Valentina. And I watched- She's actually, gonna be in it? She's gonna be in it. And she so is good. in it. Cause it's I done. It's done. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel one way or the other. I just can't wait to see it. I can't I wait, to, can't see wait to see it. Listen, I still haven't even watched the preview yet. Cause I was like, let me have this conversation first. Yes. Our conversation. Yes. And then I want to get all this out, all of my yep. system. <laughs> and then I'm like, and hope is happening. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Let me watch this. <laughs> and what I need everyone to know is like, oh, so the first thing I want to name is that Steven Spielberg, I watched a little interview with him talking about the 2020 version. And I got to tell you, my respect for the man went to another level because he demonstrated um, a commitment to, you know, being as equitable as possible in the creation of that movie. He talked about the value of um, bringing in, you know, the other perspectives. Um, he was committed to making sure that it was not only white people writing and interpreting. And so I just really appreciated that. All right, everyone. So obviously the internet went down. Internet. Uh, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> but the guess what? Webs. We're not, gonna let, we're not gonna let the internet win, okay? <laughs> so we shut it down on recording day number one. And now you know what we're doing internet? We're circling back. We're circling back.
and we're going to finish the end of this podcast. Okay. We will not be defeated. We will not be rendered. What was our, what was our voting symbol? Was it a crack rock? Switchblade. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I can remember. <laughs> I know you it always wanted to be a crack rock. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Why is cr- if, our, if our if our podcast if our if our podcast ever does catch on, that'll be our one of our running jokes. Right, <laughs> clearly. Even, even when we're on episode thirteen oh seven. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I will tell y'all when when we when it froze last time, it I didn't realize it was happening, and we have all this footage. One day when we put bloopers online, we have, we have at least three minutes, maybe two minutes of me talking and y'all are like, you're like, you're frozen. So, um, so that's funny. But the, what we were talking about y'all is the, the, the new version, Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg's version of West Side Story. And it was actually supposed to come out in December, 2020, but so it's done, but they have put it on the shelf and it's now slated to come out December 2021. And so we're actually releasing this podcast on um, December uh, 12th. And the movie, the 2020, the movie that was supposed to come out in 2020 would have been coming out the next Saturday. So we were would have been in perfect timing. Um, but obviously pushing it back was the right thing to do because they're going to make some money on that movie when it comes out. Because as we were talking about, they'd have, they have really tried to be racially equitable in the making. Let me tell you this. I don't know how the movie's going to be, but I looked at that cast and they got the casting right. They definitely (laughs) did. I'm optimistic. So so I'm real optimistic because I was like, why? Like that chick who is. Oh, fierce. She, she looks like Maria. Like, like she looks That's like- how she's supposed to look. <laughs> That's how she's supposed to look. Okay, I'm, one. This is saying, a Vanity Fair. Or this is one, a picture from yes, a Vanity Fair article. Yes. Um, yes. And for and those. The one that's playing Anita. She was in Hamilton. She's part of the original cast of Hamilton. All right. I was so excited when I saw her. I was that like, is an Afro-Latina. So oh, she's so good. Okay. Even look, even look at the clothes. Like, it's Oh, look at the so colors. Much. It's oh. It's just, they got it right. Look at the joy in their face while they're dancing. I'm just, um, I need to calm down because it's going to be good. I'm going to just temper my, I'm going to just temper my. The other part of it. We have so long to wait. The young lady that's playing like, that's playing Maria, she, this is her first anything. Like, so when someone is doing their first anything in terms of this grand of a scale, the way they're they're after it, you already know this character is like it's about to be a wrap. Like, I thought you said she was to... in Hamilton. No, that's Anita. Anita was in Hamilton. Get it? Get it? In Hamilton. Okay. Okay. And the, I was reading an interview with the girl. I think it was that Vanity Fair article with the woman that will be playing Maria. Uh, and actually, why don't I just get her name? It's right here. Um, and she was saying. Um, Broadway star Ariana DeBose in the gold dress as Anita and David Alvarez to her right as shark leader Bernardo. Okay, so that is actually in the foreground of that photo. That is the Anita character and the Bernardo character. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that's not Maria. That's Anita. Uh-uh. So that's the person you're talking about, sis. Yeah. And and I'm just so I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's yeah. all. Me too. So okay. so y'all, I feel like we I think this I think this was all we we had left to cover because we talked about Sam Juan Hill. Yeah. And we talked and we had covered um pretty much all aspects of the movie. I think I think that all that was left was well, to rate it. Well, I, I want to say a couple couple quick things. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be able to get into them because of the but I just wanted to say that I was surprisingly um moved by the scene where Tony and Maria get together for the first time and the only time. Um, that was a very impactful scene and all the death scenes at the end hit me harder than I anticipated. So um, I'm just saying in, in terms of the uh, weighing whether or not this was a good movie, we talked about a lot of stuff, but I'm just saying as it ended, it still impacted me, you know, like, like that, um, I still felt it on some level, just the tragedy of it, you know what I mean? It's crazy that you would say that because I was the total opposite. By the time that Tony was at her house crawling through the window and they did it, my eyes were rolling out of my head down the street. Like, I was like, I haven't seen my eyes yet. They never rolled back. (laughs) My eyes never rolled back. I mean, he literally, his your brother's blood is on him. On his shirt. Know what is attractive in this movie. I think I think that uh I think that you guys had higher expectations than me. In terms, like, like, it's like, possible. I, like it's when, possible. I'm, when I'm watching a musical, I'm not, I know these are going to be fantastical situations, right? That would never happen. Like, they're not writing, like, okay, how, how would this actually play out? They're just, they're, it's like there's taking a love story that would have happened over 10 years and shoving it in the two days of, of. You're right, you're right. I mean, this is mm. one of those things where you do just have to go with it. And, yeah, and again, so, for so, all of the reasons I, I named, so I, I, I probably wasn't in the right headspace to just, to just go with it because I had learned so much about the history of the filming and I was so frustrated about, about all of that context. I, I, I really wonder if that is what kept me from suspending my disbelief and like really, you know, letting go of that the reality checks i kept doing throughout the whole movie well i I think that's a perfect segue into the yeah because that's a perfect segue into because we're we're going to summarize it all yeah and and, and how we how we feel Mm -hmm. so take it away bro well i um i'm gonna say this this is hard i I still like i said I still enjoyed the movie. I was actually, I think my expectations were more like your actual reaction. So I was expecting to to be rolling my eyes and all of that. And I guess since my expectations were so low in terms of watching this in 2020 and just 
Like I, I didn't know. I, I just, I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think that's why I was able to enjoy it still on some level, but um, it's just too problematic. And and I was, I was, and it's too in your face that for me, if it's going to be a classic, I can't feel the way, like I shouldn't be battling back and forth during watching it. And, um, but beyond that, as a movie itself, when you told me that, when you told me the old lyrics and the new lyric, the, the lyric, the actual the lyric, Broadway lyric, Broadway lyric versus the movie lyric for the song America, they had to work so hard to force. Because I'm telling you, that always bothered me the way that. Because when she comes in, you know, Puerto Rico, my heart's the let us sink back into the ocean. It's like, okay, like we talked about already, but I'm just saying, the, but it makes so much more sense to me now because that wasn't the song. That wasn't how the song goes. So even from the aspect of, it, it makes me think how much other stuff was you know, mess with to, and, and I know it, the timing of blah, 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 but long story short, I just can't say it's a classic from from my perspective because um, now I can't, even if I was to watch it again, which I might, it would be more of showing somebody like, this is something, this is a part of history that's interesting to observe. And let's, you know, I, I would talk about the context, and, and so I could see watching it again from that that side of it. But getting that those warm feelings that I had associated with West Side Story, I, I just I don't have them anymore. Oh God, it's so complex. I mean, it's so it's so it's, like it's complex. It's not, even even me saying it now, like I'm not because there are great things. You know, like we, they did give minority actors a platform in a time where they didn't have one. That's you right, know, and, a and, couple and, of them. And and yes. the whole, and the and the <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. We know, but they did, they did. But but they did. And the message of the movie technically is a good one mm -hmm. in, in the sense of yep violence and. Racism is stupid, but how can you be racist while making a movie? You know, I'll just say this. Listen, I, I, there I could. How only white person can do that, just, bro? Bro, you have to make the statement. Does this movie get your switchblade? You have to. I already say said it. it. You said it wasn't a classic. Oh, okay. No, the movie does not get my switchblade. I had to put it back in. Yeah, yeah. I I think my my switchblade's gonna stay in my pocketbook, folks, uh, because it's not getting my switchblade. And I'm gonna tell you, I went back and forth on this. I really did. And uh, and now we even had a couple more days to think about it. Yeah. And yeah. again, I'm going back. I'm going forth. And I'm gonna tell you, there were just too many things. The first, so it's like okay. 
you've got white people not doing even a great job of playing Puerto Rican people. Okay. Your accents are coming and going, you know, sometimes you just sound like <laughs> the accents were like, you're not, you're, you have on it's makeup, at least go tan. I don't know what they were doing. So they're doing a bad job uh, of doing it. Number two, if it's the, to, to not be able to see the hypocrisy in what you're doing, you know, it's like the people who go, um, as America and give aid to other countries, but give it with all of these conditions, you know, people who go to other countries and they go, um, under the guise of helping, but will only help you if you are also listening, for example, to religious propaganda, you know, it's like, how do you not see the hypocrisy? In, in, in making a movie that is supposed, supposed to be about a message of racism being dumb and you take so many anti-Puerto Rican philosophies into the movie, including not even hiring Latinx people. So that's number two. And then the third piece is, again, I think the choreography, oh, if we were a dance podcast, they would get the switchblade because the choreography to me was really blowing me away. I really enjoyed it. But in terms of the actual musical ironically, numbers. Ironically, <laughs> especially the, I like to be in America. It's so fun. The and dance montages. The dance, the dance montages are they're fun. <laughs> but when I put them into this movie, there are, there are times where they were dancing in a way that wasn't helpful. I prefer a number that's moving the story along, like I've said. And I just felt like they had so much great choreography that they just were putting it in there. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. So um, I just can't, I can't give it, I can't give it. And then to know that they were literally dancing on the rubble of the homes of Black people. They literally demolished San Juan Hill, demolished it, and then, and then had the nerve. They used eminent domain to move all those people out wrecking ball their homes didn't have the nerve to use it as a movie set that was about racism and 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 gentrification you know what y'all i just it's just too much it's just too much so no no switchblade can't do it can't do it and actually this is one of those movies i'm not gonna watch again you know there's so many movies from our childhood that if they're on tv i stop i watch um, the musicals that you know, all the musicals from our childhood, I watch them if they're on. If this movie is on, I'm I'm clicking past. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. Mm. Mm. Listen. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with it. I I had I had all of the nostalgia feelings like when it first the movie first started and the screen was red and I was like oh yay what's that story and we're about to see the Jets these tough guys <laughs> with these little pants on dancing in the street is it <laughs> exactly <I> was yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> standing up in front of Doc store and telling it like it is yeah you know, the officer corrupt you being a but it to them. Like, you know, I just was so just ready for all of it. But even without all the research, when I saw what was happening with a different eye, I was like, 
so much in our past has gotten so we've got so much in the past have gotten away with so much stuff and no one has said anything and I really associated it with um a lot of what is happening now uh the United States of America in some certain some standpoints is trying to do a lot of unlearning and because there is a lot of unlearning that is happening and forcing people to look at themselves we have I had to look at this through this lens without me even trying without me even wanting to do that with knowing that what was already going to happen I was I could not unsee the awfulness of what was going on this movie and just the ridiculous nature of the undertone of what was happening as well Mm -hmm. and so that all of that together um was 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 frustrating and also to see that I know that the movie was based on white versus Puerto Rican but to dismiss everybody else Mm. that is in the this in a city you're dismissing all other cultures like they couldn't even be in the background Mm. they they couldn't even be driving down the street like (laughs) they're nowhere in this neighborhood and I just was like I don't know how this was okay Mm-hmm. How was this okay? Mm-hmm. And so that with, with with all that being said, echoing my siblings, um, it's but it was a struggle because this is basically me saying no, this is not a classic, although this has been my child our, our childhood. This mm-hmm. is not a classic. It gets no switchblade. Mm-hmm. Um, because the because of what I've been saying for for forever is the audacity. Like <laughs> it's just the audacity that frustrates me so very much that you would that you would do this and that you would be okay with it and the fact that part of me gets even a little more upset is that you will always still be deemed a classic West Side Story yeah you will always still be deemed a classic history history is written by the victors every every time every time you will be People, high schools are going to put that musical on, you know, they're going to continue to be rewrites and things like, and, and to know that I was watching a doc, one of the documentaries in the original, they weren't going with um, ethnicity. They were going to make a, a musical about religion. So it was going to be like the Catholics in this neighborhood versus something else. And I, I wanted to stop and say, let's go back and you all do that. Do something you know about. Don't do something that you don't know about. Or if you're going to know about it, do it properly. And you didn't. You did it very improperly. And so that that is frustrating. That is extremely frustrating. So so no, no switchblade. No switchblade. And, and, and it hurts my feelings that I have to do that. But yeah, no switchblade. I think I think we're all. And I, is, isn't it worth noting? Day. It's worth noting that we're talking about the movie, not the Broadway show. Cause we haven't yeah. said, have, have y'all seen yeah. the Broadway show? No. I don't feel like I have. I feel like I might've seen like high school version. I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like mm. I really know 
the Broadway show, but I have enough questions just by looking at the comparison of the lyrics of the Broadway version, the original 1957 Broadway version of the song America and then the 1961 movie, yeah. because just those lyrics were so different. I almost want to make it super clear that we are talking about this movie because the Broadway important. show might have a more redeeming value. And maybe yeah. the Broadway show historically did a better job. I don't know. Right. You know, we don't didn't know. look into that. You know, and also certainly the Steven Spielberg movie. It seems like they're going to really try to do to right a lot of these wrongs. wrongs. And and so in that way, you know, it's there's there's potentially a happy ending coming here, you know, which is very exciting. You know, so we'll you know, we'll see. And there was I misspoke earlier. I said that the movie was about gentrification. No, the filming was about gentrification. And but Mm. the movie was about racial anxiety. So I just wanted to, I heard myself misspeak there. Okay, so, so this movie, movie does not get, it is not a classic from the from the right perspective. I have a suggestion for the next movie. Okay, I thought we had the next movie. What, what is movie? the next one? I thought it was Die Hard because our next oh, one's going to post yes. oh, yes. after it's Christmas. It's Christmas. But I'm what were you so thinking? Glad. I'm so excited. But I was thinking something that was probably going to get on Aubrey's last nerve. (laughs) Put it out there. Let's get his reaction right now, live. I I was thinking Eddie, the Whoopi Goldberg movie. I like that. I see that movie better still be good when we go back. Cause I I have good, (laughs) I have good feelings when you say the name of that movie. Listen, it's going to be good. It better still be good. Whoopi Goldberg tells tells them off. Brittany has another engagement that she has to do. So we have to go ahead and get off. Oh, but it's 8.59. We got to go ahead and get off. My bad. But we'll, Die Hard is next, y'all. We'll, we'll bring up that other movie we was talking about. Wait. Next so time. But, is it all the Die Hards or just the one? Oh, there's more than one? Doing? I thought it was just one. I thought it's, it was Die just, Hard 1 and 2. We're just... Okay. <laughs> we're, only, we're only watching one. One. Just Got one. it. But I'm happy you had told me the but, I didn't know. But mm-hmm. both of you mm-hmm. need to go look up how many hours there are. Okay? Just tell us. Just tell no, us. No, I'm not telling you. I'm just those. If we off if we say 20, I are need, we close you know, if we say five? This has been a very emotional roller coaster for me <laughs> because the West Side Story had me feeling one way, and then you brought up Die Hard, which had me another way, and then you brought up Eddie, which had me back down, and then, yeah. um, and then we, and then I was feeling good again because we were still talking about Die Hard, and then you, I, I don't even know what to say. To I just people. feel like the word "die" is so definitive. Okay. All right, so listen. Having many a, of them, it's like, but aren't you dead? I think there are. If you're dead. It's the, die hard, <laughs> which means that it is very hard for the main protagonist to die. That oh, so the, it's it's hard, hard to die. Okay. So well, they didn't say like unable to die. Hard kind of way. They didn't say it's, unable it's, to die. They didn't say death proof. Because so, he didn't die because he's in one, two, you looked three, it up. four, five. There's six of them. There's six. So it, it is pretty okay. hard to die is what we're, I think we're All getting right. at. So the All naming, right. the naming of the movie, 
That's Bruce something we can Willis. talk about. It's Bruce. That's Willis. something we can talk about in the podcast. We can talk about that because it's we just it's like that. it's sending a clear message that, that, that there's there's you a know, death. We, yeah, we, we, but then it yeah. sounds like he didn't die. We were so we eighty eight. We better wrap. Yep. So yeah, yeah. We'll circle back to this thing. I see it. Because it's confusing. I'm sure we're not the first people to find it confusing. Yeah. We're going to circle. Yeah. Don't you worry. (laughs) Or did he like die and come back? Okay. So he's immortal. We're we're, going to circle. Don't you worry. Maybe he's he's immortal. He's a superhero. Got it. All right. It's all coming together now. Love you, bro. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. This is. This has been the right perspective. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>